Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time! In exploring the Temple of Bethek, our heroes used their wits to distract a school of hungry piranhas to recover the third of four keys they'll need to progress deeper into the dungeon. A group of skeletal undead trolls beset them, but the party came out on top. Tired and running low on resources, we join with them now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Guys got a little bit ambushed there, handled it perfectly fine. Everybody is a little beat up. So, your timetable situation. Yes. When you guys came into this dungeon, it was still early afternoon. You guys were talking, Butch mentioned a few times uh, about wondering about resting. I, I think that you guys would be aware that a short rest wouldn't wouldn't like upset the delicate balance of we have to get the heck out of here in a timely fashion because they'll be back tonight. A long rest would give you no chance whatsoever of getting out of the city before the the trolls return. So those are your resting options. We can't long rest. Yeah, essentially. I mean, if you're trying to stick to your original plan, that is correct. If you want to change the plan, do whatever you want. Well, we got a couple of nice beds here. We take a short rest. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to use hit dice, and if you use hit dice, you get the plus eight from my thingy. Uh, I yeah. Think Butch has something. What is it? Too. A bonus d8. Yep. That's pretty good. Okay, so I will be doing that because I still got hit dice. Seven. Uh, All right. Short so, resting it up. Short okay. rest. Ari, can you sing us a pretty song? I don't know how to sing Rock-a-bye baby on the treetop When the wind blows the cradle will rock You know what I meant. <laughs> I sing you a song. 8 plus 7 is 15, which would get me at max. Do the do the NPCs get to use hit dice? Uh, yes, actually. They should. Here, if I pull up their... Pull up their stuff. I'm pretty sure I made sure that they had. Yeah. So the uh, the warrior Job has nine d8s, and anytime he rolls, like the way that you roll hit dice is, it's the die plus your con modifier each time you roll it. So like it'll so be one d8 plus d8 three plus three plus one okay. d8 plus three plus one d8 plus three as many times as it takes. Uh, for I want to be roll. 1d8 first plus 3 so that gives him 8 then he gets a free one from my thing mm-hmm. so uh, Omi has 5d8s and her con modifier is plus 1 and so I want to roll him another d8 Butch did you do your thing where they get plus something they give to cook 
Isn't it if Book cooks during a short rest, we get plus hit dice? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I could do that. Thank you. Well, it was the hit dice on that. Is that a plus eight, too? Thanks for reminding me. Wow. Okay. Uh, Features and traits. Features and traits. It's a plus to your maximum. No, it's it's not the short rest one. That's the long rest one. The short rest one is at the end of a short rest, you can prepare food for a number of creatures equal to four plus your proficiency bonus. So a total of seven creatures and anybody who eats food during a short rest and spends hit dice, which I think everyone is spending hit dice gets an additional 1d8. Yeah, so it's a d8 okay. from Ari, it's a d8 from Butch. Okay, so... So one one d8 from each? Yep. Yeah. Now, Ari already did her d8, and she rolled a natural 8. No, that was for my... That was for... I think we just... I think we decided a long time ago we rolled our own dice for stuff, unless I'm wrong. I don't recall. Then I did roll a natural 8 if we just want to use my natural 8 for the d8 that I, I think it's I don't simpler know that how. way. I did. Okay, so I rolled a d8. <laughs> All right. Okay. So here's from my cooking that I did, and you know what's what's up. I, I'm sure you enjoyed it. Roll d8. You can add one to your just one, just one. Okay, but 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 we were all able to get. Uh, I mean, Ari did roll a natural eight, so that, that that did help. I've got one more hit dice. I'm at 49 out of 65. I got one more hit dice to use. Okay. Cool. All right. So we have defeated the skeletons. We have taken a short rest. I am not at full health. I think many of us are, but so I'm 54 out of 65. Okay. Job is only 45, so you both are still a little damaged, but you took a lot of damage. Okay, but there's nothing wrong necessarily with the dam- with taking damage. I see people walking, keeping walking down the, the uh, thing. We, we haven't looked at the sarcophagus room yet. I, I, I don't know. Like, do, you, do y'all want to potentially fight more skeletons? It, I don't know. Should, I would, should we go? We're looking for a flame. Do we go down a? Do we go down a hallway? I think we started down this hallway. So let's. Well, my thought would be let's finish this hallway, and then before we go through the other one, we could look at the sarcophaguses instead of going back forth, back. I mean, I'm with Butch. Let's let's take a peek in these sarcophagus and make sure nothing's gonna pop up and bite us in the butt. I mean, something very well might is the thing, but like we're looking for a flame. Could this be a place where a flame is hidden? Or or would a flame be hidden? That's hard to know. Like, we can't take another short rest. We can't take a long rest. We are we are in a hurry here. Do we want to just each take one and see what we see? Sounds good to me. Okay, fine. I'll take the one to the right. And I'm guessing it's going to be a strength check. Yeah. If okay. everyone's lifting, let's get strength checks from everybody with disadvantage on anyone who has exhaustion. What if, hold on, before we do that, can Job and Omi go help them and maybe counter the disadvantage? Yes. Yes, it would, okay. be, straight, it would be straight rolls at that point. I was going to say, yes, please give me Job because I have no strength. <laughs> can I roll his strength instead? Yeah, why not? Okay, so I'm just rolling straight strength because, mm-hmm. okay, 23. 
Okay. Because Omi is standing next to me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Look at that. My berserker friend with a nat 20 for 23. I just realized I have a negative one in strength, so this is not going to be good. You just gave us all the friends. But I rolled a natural 20! Hey! You rolled a natural 20 where it was absolutely meaningless. Full on. (laughs) You know what? It matters to me. You know, that's a great roll. That's a great roll, Ari. Everybody all at once, heave, hose. You press. It's a large stone top part thing, lid. And as you lift, there's like this musty smell that comes from inside. You look. Each of the three of them are empty of people. Um, They are padded such that like, you know, how like the inside of a, like there's like a red sort of material and it's, you know, um, it's, there's indentations where like one would have lain or where one recently would have lain. Like if if somebody was laying in here, Uh, except for Ari's, which is not indented. Um, it almost looks like two of these have been recently used and one of them has not been recently used. But uh, you don't find anybody and you don't find any, you don't find a torch, you don't find anything like that. Uh, you find evidence that two of these have recently been in use. Are there names or anything else scrawled under the top of these to figure out who was interned into these? Because obviously either they got up and walked out or somebody came and took them out. Uh, roll an investigation check for me. With disadvantage? Yes. Investigation one more time. Still a 17. Okay. Um, it's not as simple as they just have a name carved in it, but you realize as you look, these appear to have been, these appear to have been moved in here. They didn't, it's not like they were intentionally placed here at the time of the place's construction. Like you look around on the ground and you can see drag marks like across the stone where they had been dragged in here. Uh, you also see that the um, the design on the lid, like the decorative nature of the design, is almost a scene of toward the feet area. It's like like a landscape. And then as it goes up, there's like this strange sort of swervy line sort of uh, geometric pattern and then at the top large unfolded bat wings huh hey hey Omi I see some bat stuff on here does it mean anything to you Uh, she glances over it and uh, the DM remembers that a bat priest would probably recognize all of this and I wouldn't have had to make you dance for it she would look over everything and say uh, well, I suspect that this may be the uh, uh, place of rest for the three Herik priests that had taken up with the, the curse of vampirism. Well, that makes sense. To, wait a minute. Including the one that we took care of up north? Yes, each of them would have needed a uh, a place such as this to return to. Well, we we know that our, our, our buddy up north couldn't return to it, so I'm guessing that's Ari's box. I don't know if that possibly really tells us much. but and, and we also took care of another one, so we know that there's still a third one. Remind me, remind me, Omi, which, which third one we're, uh, we're, it's still, uh, still kicking? I thought you had only destroyed one of the priests. I didn't know you had destroyed two. 
The one that you went for with the poisons, that wasn't a, a, a priest of Herik, that was a priest of Hethis, the snake loa. Uh, the the Tazjin is the uh, the priest that's been maintaining the 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 collection of the of the blood magic here in Zulgarub, and Halasu has been uh, one of Jindo's lieutenants and probably speaking is with is off with him. Uh, I'm glad you ex- explained that because I definitely thought that killing the uh, snake guy did it, but you're that makes more sense to me than why why would I, why would killing a snake guy get rid of a bat? Th- okay, you're right, you're right. There's still two 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 vampires out there, vampire troll bats, my favorite kind. I, I mean, for example, Omi, you are. A, uh, a troll bat. You're just not a, a, va- a, a vampire. And I, 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 I don't want to make offense, but my sarcastic uh, comments. So, um, looks like there's nothing in here for us to see. And I sent us back to look in something that we didn't probably need to. So, uh, well, now that we know that this is important to them. It- I don't know. It depends. It may end up being difficult to, difficult to say. All right. Well, I say let's go back down that hallway like we were uh, initially in, intended. But I, I am glad to know there's no more uh, skeletons coming out of here trying to pop out at us. So uh, let's, uh, let's, let's head on down. Oh, and while I'm thinking about it, we, we don't seem to be hiding from anything or anybody. Uh, everything here is dead anyway. I'm just gonna do it. And I bring out the drift globe. <clears throat> and I say, Let there be light! And then I throw it up a little bit in the air and I say, Bright light! And I got daylight. Okay. Okay, so I am now. <clears throat> my, my buddy uh, is emanating daylight, so we're not sneaking up on anyone. You know, um, boom. <laughs> As we're as we're walking along, I'd like to question Omi a little bit more about Halasu. Halasu. So I have Tajin right. written down that definitely at the Temple of Bethek, that being the primary hub of the blood magic, and so um, so far we do know his death's probably going to extinguish the one of the three bat totems. What about Halas Halasu? Like we haven't heard much about him, and if he's like Jindo's like right hand priest, like what should we know about him? Uh, well. Um... I'm going to open his character sheet and answer. Uh, the, as far as I'm aware, the majority of the um, the priests of of Herik that took this bargain are s- similar in in power and ability. They each have uh, a, a, a small amount of flight, depending on the situation. You do want to be careful that they don't bite you, because they can produce a charm effect that can uh, change your outlook on various situations. <laughs> you mean like a vampire? Yeah. Yeah, she basically describes, I mean, that vampires have similar weaknesses to each other. They have, like, the three of them have similar levels of power to each other. Uh, what makes... Halasu particularly more dangerous than the others isn't his abilities, it's the fact that he's alongside several other powerful creatures going up against 
one of them wouldn't be terrible. Going up against one with a whole bunch of backup would probably be a bad idea. She also gets into the idea that you guys have already seen once, which is that they are resistant to non-magical damage. And like when you were fighting against the one in the cave, like you were really struggling to deal damage yeah. with, to him until you until put him in the in the in the running river. Well, also, Up until Ari was doing damage. Is the thing Ari was doing and, damage, and uh, Falcus and I weren't <laughs> basically. Uh, so Ari was really important in that fight <laughs> for us to figure that out, and then we just threw him in the water and. Um, as you guys are walk, like she, she'll describe some of these things to you. And as you guys walk up north uh, into this area, you can see one section where uh, the door had been kicked in from one of the other skeleton trolls who had come running toward your way. Um, you can see inside that it's again, it's another residence area. There's a bed. There's a table. Um, there's like a box where you know someone might keep some personal effects. There's a chair. Um, you can also see that the damage that had been done as this one ran out. Actually, go ahead and give me a, a give me a quick investigation. From whom? Oh no! You know what? Don't don't do any of that. Falcus, you have a passive perception high enough, and I think a passive investigation that's high enough to sixteen and sixteen. Yeah, to notice on your way by that the it looks like the troll that kicked the door out damaged the walls slightly, um, and you can see that there's actually a gap in the wall. Uh, to the left of this room that you're looking at where another room appears to be present behind it but that it doesn't line up with the rest of the walls that you're looking at. Interesting. So I'm going to walk by and be like I'm passing by and just kind of go, wait, what did I just see? Turn back and kind of look and I'm going to come in here and I'm going to start like running my hand along the wall looking for any kind of... um, brick that may be out of place or otherwise that might indicate a false wall trigger this would be an active check um go ahead and roll investigation with disadvantage 18 jeez you got hot dice plus six you are looking around in here and you're not actually able to find anything that is any kind of lever or button or mechanism then I'm going to turn around and head back out the room and check the outside wall here. Or even this torch right here. Using that same check, <clears throat> you look around and you see that it doesn't seem that there's an active mechanism anywhere on the wall there. You go down and check that torch and just give it a give it a wiggle on the sconce. And it you hear like a as if something is trying to move, but it seems jammed. But it does look like this trying to uh, it does look like it's trying to reveal an entrance here. Interesting. So I'm assuming when the troll broke through the wall, he jammed up the mechanisms or something like that. Yeah, you're able to intuit here that his running through this whole area, bouncing against the walls, if he may have, or uh, as he kicked down the doorway and like he had dealt damage to this place in in, in some form um, and it's interfering with this. Okay, um, can I point, like, Butch to the section of wall where I see it's starting to try to move to maybe wedge his axe in there to, to, to help it along as I press the button? Yeah, I'm your Huckleberry. Give it a little, uh, persuasion. Okay, uh, do you want me to do a, uh, I'm not trying to knock down the door necessarily, I'm just trying to, you know, 
jiggle it in, but is that yeah, still a strength? Sure. And this is a check, so I have disadvantage. Uh, yeah. So, um, it's ten. Okay. Uh, you reach in with your axe and you try to wedge it open. You're able to move it a bit, but as soon as you take the pressure off of it, it tries to slide closed again. You are able to open it enough to like get viewing inside. You can see that it looks like it's a little hidden room where there was a um, there was an old chest that was there. But even at this distance, as you're holding it as open as you can open it, you guys can glance in and see that it's an old, uh, appears to be empty uh, wooden box inside. Like you can, you can see it appears to be empty because a large section of the front is like rotted off. I would say, unless like Butch and Job can lift it up enough for one of us to squeeze through, it's probably okay to leave it. Yeah, I mean, you can see clearly that given the gap that Butch is able to make, you can look in and see enough that there's that's the only thing in that room and you can tell that it's like old splintered wood and there's not a whole lot else going on let's move okay. on all right so with my glowy wait a minute i see a door right here yep uh yes so you are walking down this hallway from east to west from west to east uh you passed a couple of other small rooms again it appears to be the same style of residence um, the wall, it like the, the the space between the rooms is sort of indicated by those uh, square posts at the corners of the rooms. So you can tell, looking at the wall here, that the room on the other side of this door is much larger than. Wait the, a minute, is is there a room where Falcus is? Yeah, <laughs> Falcus is standing at a door. Oh, okay. We I, I missed a room too. Okay. Definitely checking all the doors. Okay. Looks just about all same. the same. Yep. Yeah. This one too. So this one, the the wall is wider here. So you're going, okay, inside of here, there's certainly a larger room. And you can also see at the far end of the hallway that you're in now, it appears to be more uh, of the smaller, sort of more residential spaces. Well, gonna have this, to, gonna have this one looks like we, we might want to check it out, actually. Yeah. At some point, I need to I need to engineer myself a little a little stick with a mirror on the end of it to like stick underneath the door and take a peek around. Do you have thieves' tools? I do have thieves' tools. Oh, is there one in there? I always pictured that as being uh, something that a, th- a thief would carry in their thieves' tools. Yes. Can I? I want to peek underneath the door if there's enough gap underneath the door to to get a little mirror under there and peek around. Okay. You try your best to see in there. Um, You can tell that it is dark on the other side of this room. There is a faint green glow coming from somewhere. Beyond that, I would say that... Roll me a a perception check just for grins, but it's going to be a pretty high DC to actually see very much of what's going on in there because of the the angle that you're looking and the, the available lighting. Eight! Yeah, that's it. That's all you see. Okay. I can't see much, but I do definitely see a, a faint green glow. So let's try this door. Oh. Try to open it or if it's unlocked. Well, you try to open it. You know, I bet we can we can either lock pick it or, you know, 
I I do got a big old foot. Then knock it down, but you whatever you want, Falcus. Gonna open it. Okay. You do find that the door is unlocked. As you open it, it opens into a dark room, but Butch, being right there with his drift globe, is able to shine a bunch of light into it. You see a very large, unlit, until you guys got here, square room. There are, it's like a wooden floor, similar to what the uh, the flooring was in the residence areas. You can see that there is a wall on the right-hand side of this room that has mostly crumbled, and there's like a large pile of broken wood and stone and such that you could potentially climb over to get into the next room further beyond. You also see that Caddy Corner, like on the far side, on the other side of the debris uh, pile, is the direction of the green glowing source of light. And finally, probably most importantly, you see what was, until you shined a light on him, a large sleeping panther. Although now he's doing a lot less sleeping. I'm going to remove the door. Hi, kitty. There's a big, bristly looking, gnarly looking big teeth and like weird upward facing fangs pointy like almost pig fur hair that's like sharp and then just beyond him uh, her it there is a smaller uh, like similar looking in, in, in build kind of in that they're both cat like but while one is large and monstrous the other is bald and has like this tail that stretches forward and points ahead and has a big eyeball on the end of the tail. Wonderful. Eyeball on the end of the tail? Eyeball well, on the end of the tail. Right. I see something that needs killing. But the old, but the biggest thing I see is a little bit of flame off to the right. But this thing, it's doing a lot less sleeping. We just open the door. Would Omi know anything though? Like that, I just don't want to. I don't know if she frequented the Panther place that they might recognize her. You better ask it quick. When she sees them, she's like, "Oh, monsters!" Like she has that look on her face. Okay. You guys do know that this was the temple to a Panther god, and it makes sense that there would be Panthers here. But these guys are like, you don't have to roll anything to know that they are wildly mutated from whatever's going on here in Zolgarub. Okay. I think we're we're getting in a fight whether we like it or not. So, you guys, as soon as you see these creatures, you turn around and get weapons out. Fine. <laughs> yeah. What what the listeners don't know is that we've already started rolling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they started rolling initiative like before I even called for it, which was hilarious. You never called for it. We're just like, oh, this is this is bad. They're like, all right, let's do it. And with my uh, exhaustion, I rolled a seventeen. Falcus has a 16. Ari has a 10. Job has an 18. And Omi has a 10. I'm liking that the tanks went first. Yeah, that's kind of nice this time. Awesome. So I think that Job would just charge right into this first one, which is movement, if Heck I calculate yeah. it right. Okay. Should have been. 
enough, yes. And he would just spear attack. I would say he would probably recklessly. I think he would be energized. So we will reckless this attack. Okay. And it doesn't matter because it's a nine. Yeah. So you guys open this doorway and see that there's like a waking up, like turns and looks at you and. And Job's like, nope, here we go. And just runs in, swings wide with the spear, totally thrown off by the fact that there's a giant mutated cat sitting next to a smaller mutated cat. No more movement, I would think, right? Unless he wants to reposition. Yeah, nope. I would say that is about what he would do. Okay. Uh, Butch, suddenly combat. What do you want to do? First of all, I pop rage. And because <laughs> that's, you know, we're going to need it. Uh, first of all, I pop rage. And then I, uh, I'm i going after the big one. This specter cat thing looks magic, and I'm going to let the magic people deal with the magic thing. It's got an eyeball that's weird. So I'm going to run up right next to my buddy Job, and I'm going to recklessly attack. Uh, just let it happen, right? With my great axe a-cleaving. Okay, boom. Ooh, glad I did it recklessly because that was a natural one. <laughs> it doesn't matter that I did it recklessly because it's an eight. I'm a, does an eight hit? No, um, just because you got a natural one in there. Would you like to re-roll that? <gasps> yes. I under I understand the con the potential. Okay. Uh, no, it's just an eight. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Um. My next thing here, uh, I'm going to take another shot at him because I got two shots. I rolled another natural one. That's uh, kind of crazy. Does an 11 hit? Against that one? You know, let me double check their armor class. I don't think so. No, it does not. That was a really, really bad um, roll. Except that I now... natural one in there, so you can blood magic it again. Oh, blood magic that's it again. right. Ooh, I'm gonna blood magic it again, okay, and take that chance. We still don't know even know what that does, right? Like we've never had, right? Okay, so uh, does a twenty-two hit? Yes, twenty-two hits. Okay, so I shall. The damage is eleven slashing. All right. Okay, and then I've already used my bonus action. For attack now there's one thing to keep in mind that i do have an aura uh because i'm raging and anyone doing a melee attack on the uh, panther looking thing does have advantage so my friend job definitely uh would and that's my that's my turn cool focus it's your turn Butch and Job just ran in and tried to attack against the larger of the mutated-looking panther creatures. There is another one behind it. Its, like, eyeball tail has swiveled to look at the group of you, like, trying to figure out what you guys are doing. What would you like to do? Okay. Falcus is going to see that the wall was broken. I got out of the way because Butch and Job just kind of pushed through that doorway. Um, seeing the broken wall, I'm going to quickly run over to here to this door. Is this door unlocked? Yeah. I'm going to unlock it or open it. Okay. And what? 
coming to this side. It's a door. It's another door with a broken down wall. So as you do, you see into the same room that you guys are already fighting in. Um, You can also see that the shadows are coming down. Like Butch brought lighting in with him and there is lighting coming over the crumbled section of the wall. So this room is still partially in shadow on the lower side. It's still more than enough for you to see by. Uh, However, it does look like there's another large panther-like creature that's on this side of the room that was taking longer to wake up because the lighting wasn't as bright over here. You do see that it is, it's similarly large like the more bristly one in the previous room, Uh, but it's not spiny looking. It's a lot smoother. It has like normal looking fur, but it does have two large like almost tentacles that come out of its shoulders and are, you know, almost like this alien kind of looking creature with spiky things at the end of the little tentacles. And you see that it is bleary eyed and starting to get up uh, as you enter into this room. Now, opening an unlocked door is your free action for the turn. If it was locked and we had to do a check, that would be your action. But as it stands now, Well, what are you going to do, Falcus, now that you've wakened up another beast, like splitting the party? Yeah, Falcus, what you going to do? I'm going to throw a bob at it and close the door behind me. You're going to, you're going to what now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw a bob at it and close the door behind me. (laughs) Where'd you get a bomb from? I picked it up at some point. I have oh, a bomb in my inventory. from the goblins, right? From the goblins, yes. The yes. Interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, what does a bomb do? Um, as an action, a character can light this bomb and throw it at a point up to 60 feet away. Each creature within 5 feet of that point must succeed on a DC 12 dexterity saving throw or take 3d6 fire damage. Okay. Do they take half damage on a failure or is it just... Just to succeed. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's a dexterity saving throw. I rolled a 20. Well, um, at least I would succeed on pissing it off. That's for sure. Let me remove this. Oh, I got... I removed one. Um, I actually have a second bomb, so that's cool to know. That was my action. Do I need another full action to close and hold this door? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think you can close the door. Because that's what I want to do is to close and hold this door because at least this point in time, this creature is now concerned with me and they can take care of the other two. Okay. So as all this is happening and you guys from the other side of the room, just for some reason hear an explosion and you're all right, whatever's going on over there, I guess is happening. Job and Butch are the two creatures that are within sight of the smaller cat and with the eyeball on its tail. Yeah. With the eyeball on its tail. It is going to... Let me find out what it's going to do. I'm going to refer to the dice now. Oh, dear. I don't trust your dice. Uh, number three and number four. Okay. Butch, I need you to roll for me, please, a wisdom saving throw. Do saves have disadvantage? No. Okay. Nine. Okay. Uh, the creature points its eyeball at the end of its tail at you 
And that is the creepiest thing you've seen in a long time. I see some it, creepy things recently too. You, ooh, ooh, you are just chilled by this, like down to the bone, man. Mm, 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 mm. You are frightened. You are subjected to the frightened condition. So fear, Ray. I, uh, wisdom saving throw. Fright. I am frightened for one minute. For one minute. At the end of each of your turns, you can re-roll the saving throw. According to the specific text on this attack, it is that saving throw is made with disadvantage. With disadvantage. But like as long... Oh, it's with disadvantage as long as that creature is, is visible to you. So fear specifically means that you cannot move closer to the subject of your fear. And while the subject of your fear is in line of sight, you have disadvantage on, I think, attacks and checks uh, I think okay so let me double check that so I'm guessing the object of my fear is this little cat with the eyeball on his tail yeah a little cat with the eyeball on it a frightened creature has disadvantage on checks and attack rolls while the source of its fear is in, was within line of sight and you cannot willingly move closer to the source of your fear I cannot move closer but can I still attack the big monster yes but I do so with disadvantage. Because you're afraid, yes. Okay, so at the end of each of my turns, I can try again Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of my turn to beat a a, a 13. Yes, so the DC for the effect is a 13. So that's the one he does to you. I rolled three and four, so he's going to do ability number four on my list of abilities to Job, who is the other target in range and in line of sight. Job needs to make a constitution saving throw, please. All right. Seven. Okay. Uh, On a seven, he is going to suffer some damage. Uh, As the fear ray has Butch sort of shook, it turns and looks at Job, and you see just like this beam come out of like this terrible, like dark red necrotic energy. Hits him, and he suffers... Wow. Okay. Subpar damage. I had to roll 3d10 on the damage. It's a hard hitting ability. He only takes 13 damage. Only. Done. He is also going to move back just a little bit. Mm. Don't like that. I was going to tell Job to go after the little cat. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Okay. The big cat is going to see that you guys are coming in and running in and doing stuff. And it's going to make a pair of claw attacks, one against each of you. So this will be the one for Butch. It's going to roll a 15. I think a 15 misses you, Butch. It misses me. And against Job, a 10. Oh, no, wait. Uh, Did Job attack recklessly? Job did attack recklessly. I attacked recklessly. Okay. So the one I rolled against Butch was a 15 and an 11. So no matter what, that would still miss you. Right. The one I rolled against Joe was a 10 and an 18. So I think the 18 would hit. It's going to yep. deal, Jesus, 16 slashing damage. I didn't think it was that much. Oh, oh yeah, it is. Miss. It's 44. Okay. Yeah, I rolled kind of high. Wow. Okay. I like Job. I want to be friends with Job. Omi, you're up. So I think Omi would come in to see what's going on. And I think she would see Job is hurting, and I think she would cast her last cure wounds on him. So that would be, let me make sure I have this. Yeah, I have the distance for it. 
Um, so she would just come up behind him and heal him for five. Oof. Just five. Okay. I think she would move away a little too because she still has okay. like five movements. So yeah. just back a little bit. We need her back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm going to come in and I want to move. I think I mapped it out right. That's 10. That would be 20. So that'd be my 30. So I'm going to move to this side of him and I'm going to... What was that? I was going to say so close, but that that will... It is a good thing that you're in melee range of him. I just... I don't have to be in five feet of you. I just have to be within five feet of the guy you're fighting. Yes. Also... I don't have a lot of spell slots yet left. And so me, Morgan... Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to save those in case we need heals. (laughs) Okay. Yes. My, My idea was like... Uh, keep you safe and do stuff from behind but like uh, I I totally understand what you're doing for like an outside game perspective I'm out of two second level I'm out of third level and I have two first level slots yeah we're so we're 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 just about spent here um and we just took a short rest and we're unable to take a long rest yeah it's been a long adventuring day you guys have done a lot but we have this fourth flame in sight so let, let's go let's go Ari okay so I'm going to go ahead and um, now you've gone and made me mad and trust me for you this is very bad and I'm going to turn into a worgen again yes you and are just going to keep up with the good old one too so um, we will worgen claw uh, 14 but I get to advantage so 16 uh, 16 does hit I don't like the way you say that because it makes it sound like that's barely hit. Yeah, I couldn't remember what the what the AC was. Uh, five damage. Okay. And that's slashing. And then I'm going to use my second attack to bite. So with advantage again, 17. Okay. And two piercing. Okay. Uh, you come galloping in. You transform on the way. Slash, slash. No sweat. Um, it's taking damage. Um, doesn't appear to have resisted anything that's happened. Doesn't appear to, um, you know, be anything more unusual than a large, bristly, spiny dude. Okay. The creature that was on Falcus's side that was waking up that, like, dodged a bomb. Uh, you guys on the left-hand side of the room where Butch and Job and Ari and Omi all are wouldn't be able to see necessarily most of what's happening on the other side of the room because of how high, like the rubble goes probably, it's probably like a 15 foot ceiling and the rubble probably goes to like the five or six foot mark. So you have to like, you would have to like clamber over it to get there. And because of that, it's blocking a lot of the line of sight. So what you hear instead is as it crashes into the doorway, trying to break down the door to get at Falcus. (laughs) It's going to Roll. I'm going to say a strength. Okay. Falcus, you see the wood of the doorway like crack, but stay up. So far, so good. It is Job's turn. Um, I think Job's going to do the spear, but he's not going to reckless this time because he sees Butch kind of like go in all like guns a hoe and that's going to give him some extra strength. So does a 20 hit. Uh, yes, a 20 hits. I'm trying to figure out why you're rolling with advantage, and then I realized, yes, 20 hits. 
for four piercing damage. Okay. All right. And that's it. Job's just going to stay here. You're up. You're still shook. You got a terrible eyeball looking at you. You're not happy about it. There's not much I can do about the eyeball, Um, but I can hit the beast in front of me. Yes. I can't really do much about what's going on with the cat. I mean, like, I could do something. I could throw a weapon or something, but that doesn't make any sense. The cat, the the little cat has to has to die, okay? But uh, we're we're all focusing on the boss instead of the ad. But I don't see what else I could I could really do. So I'm going to. So once I try to uh, strike this big bigger beast, I'm going to do so with disadvantage. So I'll do it with uh, a reckless attack. Right? Okay. Okay. Uh, 16. That hits. That hits. Uh, for 15 slashing damage, what's up? Yeah, good hit, good hit. That's good max damage hit. on your weapon, right? No, it's um, not. Good. No. It was close to max damage. Close. So, let me try my extra attack. <laughs> nine. No, a nine misses. Okay. And You're swinging in, and this thing ducks literally like you're it, you, it's just weird how live it is but just whoop, head down into the shoulders to dodge this axe focus oh wait a minute because of our short rest I have my poking quaking palm back so as an extra action bonus action I'm going to quaking palm and this thing's got to beat a DC 14. It's a constitution. Constitution. Right? Constitution. Five. It is stunned. Okay. Okay. Oh, at the end of my attack, I, I can do another a wisdom save. Uh, yes. Give us a wisdom save. And wisdom is not, you know, my best thing for saving. And I rolled an eight, which is not uh, gonna help me at all. Nah, no good. But, but then I yell at Falcus, Falcus, get in here and kill the kitty. Having no idea what Falcus just saw, but I want the kitty cat dead. What do you want to do, Falcus? Oh, I was prepared. So now I've got this one cat's attention, and I'm going to hopefully keep his attention for now. And mm-hmm. I'm going to move oh, over here back to this purpose. door. We, we all know. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to fire at this kitty. Uh, let's see. We got longbow. One attack with disadvantage, right? I got to fire a second time. Mm-hmm. No, no, not attacks. Normal. I hate that. It's so just uh, 21. Does a 21 hit? Yes. 12 piercing damage. Okay. Good hit. Uh, second. Good hit. Uh, you know what? Let's add, Paula, since it actually was a hit. Um, and it's from the target within 10 feet. Let's hit it with a bursting arrow. So it's within 10 feet, and I believe everybody's out of 10-foot range right now. So it's only going to be him and his mama cat who's going to get hit with the bursting arrow. Okay. So 
bursting arrow. So immediately after the arrow hits a creature, the target and all other creatures within 10 feet take 2d6 force damage. So bursting arrow, it's going to be 2d6. Wow, that was horrible. Uh, four damage, bursting damage to the spectator cat and the little cat and the bigger cat. All right, that's one arrow. Now for another one. Does a 25 hit? Yes. 13 piercing damage. Uh, let's do it one more time. I will definitely use up my, my attacks on stuff like this. Uh, another bursting arrow. 2d6. Five this time. Ooh. To okay. Both. So those two arrows, both of which had a little extra juice on them, the larger cat took some damage. Things are still looking kind of okay on him. He's getting close to like the bloodied mark. The smaller cat with the eyeball on the end of its tail is messed up. Like it took th- those two hits did a ton on this thing. Do anything else in your turn? All right. So I have a question. I know when Kitty, who I have attacking the door, is going to break through the door. He's coming right for me. If I wanted to, I, I've already spent my action right now. If I wanted to hold an action to run like heck, could I and should I burn my action search to hold an action? I don't know how that works. But it says it says I take additional action on my turn, but my action could be to hold. Yeah, you could do that. Okay. I am going to, I haven't moved yet, but moving would be... Yeah, you did. A hold. Oh, wait, wait. That's right. Oh, so then I guess my, my held action would be a dash with an additional well, yeah, action. Yeah, that would have been true whether you had moved or not. Okay. Yeah, it's always to... a dash. Okay, perfect. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm burning everything right now for dealing with some stuff, which is funny because we haven't even gone down below and seen the priestess of Bethek down here. Oh but, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm burning everything. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm I just because this is gonna be epic. So I'm gonna burn an action surge, and I'm gonna hold a dash action. So when this kitty comes through the door, I'm booking it down the hallway away from it. But in the meantime, also yelling at it here, kitty, kitty. Okay. Uh, the smaller cat, which is absolutely just wrecked right now, uh, is going to see that you did all that damage to it, and it's going to. I'm going to randomly choose which of its eye rays it uses. It uses number two and number one. Okay, cool. Falcus, you are absolutely the focus of its attention right now. I'm going to need a constitution saving throw, please. Uh, Nat 20. 21. Okay, Uh, natural 20. Perfect. You are hit by a beam from the eyeball, and you can feel that your muscles are getting tight and it's going to get hard to move and you just sort of mm, flex a little bit and shake it off. You're okay. Mm. It fires another beam at you. I need a wisdom saving throw. Alright, now we're getting fun here. Seven! Okay. You cannot take reactions until the end of your next turn. On your turn, on your next upcoming turn, you cannot move and you use your action to make a melee or ranged attack against a randomly determined creature within range. So the held action would have used my reaction, which means yes. I can't use it. 
you yes. booger. I did not pick that ability. It came with the creature, and I rolled randomly to see what rays you got hit by. <laughs> and it's your fault for missing the saving throw. So I don't want to hear about it. Big boy panther turn. He is going to... I think the last two people to hit him were Butch and Ari. Oh, no, he can't do anything because he's stunned. He is... He is stunned. He does nothing. Mm. Uh, it is Omi's turn. Omi is going to go ahead and she doesn't really have much she can do, but she's going to toss sacred light at the specter cat. So it needs to make a dexterity saving throw of 13 or better. Uh, sure. 13. Well, never mind then. Okay. Having made a successful saving throw against a spell, I'm going to choose another creature that it can see within 30 feet, which is everybody. <laughs> but again, Falkus is the one that made it mad. So it's going to choose Falkus. If the spell forced a saving throw, the chosen creature makes its own save. If the spell is an attack, the attack roll is rolled against. Okay, Falkus, I need a dexterity saving throw against Omi's spell save DC. Because the sacred flame flies out toward the spectator cat. It wraps around it and flies out instead directly toward you. Ten. Okay, so Falkus gets hit by Omi's sacred flame. Go ahead and Perfect. roll the damage for that. Um, six radiant. Okay, Falkus, you take six radiant damage. Done. Awesome. Ari, what do you want to do on your turn? Okay. I'm going to... Shoot. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stay within the line of sight of this guy. Or not line of sight, but within melee range of him. So I'm going to skirt around him like this. And I'm going to do claw bite against Spectral Kitty. Sure. So go for it. It won't be with advantage, but that is fine. So we're going to claw attack or we're going to bite attack first. 16 hits. Yes. For five piercing damage. Okay. That's actually enough to destroy this creature. Sweet. Yeah, it was low hit points, but it Thank had some goodness. cool abilities. Awesome. Um, I'm also going to take the five temporary hit points because that reset when we did our short rest. Uh, so yeah, probably. We'll do that. And then I'm going to turn my attention back to this guy, and I'm going to go ahead and Worgen Claw him with advantage. With advantage. So 23. Yeah. And it's only four damage, but hey, it's four damage. Okay, good deal. I'll take it. Does that mean with the Spectre Kitty gone, all the stuff is gone too? Like they're not Butch's beard anymore? Yeah, as anymore? soon as it goes down, okay. Butch, you're like, I don't know what I was so afraid of. He's small. He's just got a weird <laughs> eyeball on him. Not a big deal. Is Falcus's confusion gone and is my action still held? I'm going to say yes, because I don't think it makes any sense for the ability to remain after the creature is killed. But I don't know. I assume that I'm right. I will. I, I will take More it, right. which makes me happy because guess who's up next? <laughs> Door Kitty. Door. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think Door Kitty is going to do the same thing as before. I can get rid of this. I think Door Kitty is going to do the same thing as before. Um, it's going to try to crash through the doorway. I think a fifteen will be fine for that. As it crashes through the doorway and Falkus you see it coming running at you you can take your reaction turn away from it what you see though is you don't see one large panther you see 
two somewhat out of focus large panthers. He's uh. he's like blurry, almost so much that like picture somebody standing and like jumping back and forth like this so fast that it almost looks like there's two of them. That's what you see. And it is bounding straight toward you. It's going to move its full 40 feet. It used its it used its action to break through the door. Uh, you can you can outrun it given the distance that you had as a head start and your natural movement speed. You can still stay out of its reach with that run, but it is chasing you down. Yep. So for the listeners, I definitely used my reaction that I had held and ran down the hallway. Uh, and I'm probably about Kitty is uh, twenty feet behind me. All right. Uh, Job on his turn um, is standing next to Butch so he gets advantage for that but also he's attacking presumably against this panther which is stunned so he gets advantage for that sweet 22 yep 22 hits 8 piercing okay perfect does he move at all and that is Job's no he's just focused okay Butch you're up the creature's gonna lose its stunned condition at the end of your turn Okay. Do I stun again? Or do I save it? Save my quaking palms? I'm going to attack it normally. I'm looking... He, he He's looking not so good. And I've got other people attacking it now. So I'm going to do a normal attack. Well, it is... He is still stunned, so it is with advantage. Oh, yeah. 22. Yep, that hits. 13 slashing. Okay. Okay. And my second one, natural 20. Nice. Nice. Go ahead and roll the damage. Uh, did I little, did I roll a one? <sighs> so it's one plus five is six. Is that, is that what that is? Uh, yeah, so the, the first six is a one on the D12, plus three for your strength, plus two for your rage. Um, and then, because it's a crit, you roll an additional dice, so that's the other six, so it's a total of 12. Which is not great for, uh, for great a great weapon attack. Okay, so not for natural 20, it's not, but 12. On Damage. a natural 20, again, your blood is pumping and you can feel the power. Do you want to make more attacks? Oh. Has anyone yet had any consequences that we know of? No. This will be, if you do this now, this will be your fourth use. Do we know if the numbers of how many times we use it count? I mean, you're, you're counting them. Do, do we know? that it matters how many times we've used it. All we know is Job didn't take an opportunity to use it. Yeah, but we uh, we wouldn't No, I'm not going to do it. Okay. You want to use a bonus action? No. Okay. Uh, Creature is now no longer stunned. It shakes off the, you know, all that damage, man. It can't just like stand around stunned getting wailed on like that. Falgus, on your turn, you are uh, being hotly pursued by 
what looks like sometimes is one and what sometimes looks like is two large panthery things with big tentacles coming out of his back. I'm going to yell, help! And then I'm just going to dash and keep running away. So let's Ugh. see. I guess probably to right about here. You were like kiting this beast? Yeah. <laughs> what? No, I mean, there's, there's... Okay. Uh, just that we are not anywhere near anything to be able to help you at all. So... I mean, you're you're busy. Omi's there. So is Ari. And I've got, from what I can tell, I have a kitchen island that I can certainly run around and continue to stay out of reach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Do it. I love it. On his turn, the very, very injured uh, panther is going to actually try to bound over the wall and get like all the way to the far side, like over closer to where the torch is. It is going to use its standing leap ability. Uh, its long jump is 40 feet and its high jump is 20 feet with or without a running start. So it literally just surrounded by you guys goes, nope, I'm out. And then just leaps to here. He leaps over the wall that putting him in a place where um, in the room that Falcus was in and we're not going to be able to give, get over that wall anywhere near as easily <laughs> as the panther did. Right. Okay. So I'll say this. He does make that movement. He doesn't have any ability to avoid an opportunity attack. Uh, so you could do that if you wanted to with your reactions. I do. So all three of us could. Okay. Mm -hmm. All three of us. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll go first. And it's... I don't get to do this twice, right? It's just a... No, it's one attack. Okay. So 24 is going to hit seven slashing. Oh, yeah. That's a hard hit. Not great. Okay. Uh, Jove is going to go with the spear. Natty 20. Nice. <laughs> nice. And he's going to do nine damage. Awesome. So what is it? I'm just curious to know when you steer, when you spear something to death, when it's a giant panther and it's leaping through the air, through the air, like I feel like he just goes like up, and it's kind of one of those things where the tiger like gets its own stomach cut through it, so then like guts kind of rain. Oh, good. That's so it's just raining guts. Yeah, it gets itself because it gets him, and it like just clear down the stomach chest area. Wonderful. Good. Super good. Uh, I'm looking for images of guts that I can just put, but I can't. All I'm finding is like people with armor that's like falling on the ground. Okay. So that thing has been destroyed. Hey, you guys are like calming down after combat. Everything's cool. Giant tentacle panther runs past the door to the south, the one that you guys entered in from. Uh, you it just is. see me like, oh, help! And I run and then cat, and then cat behind. <laughs> it is Omi's turn. What does she want to do? I think Omi would come out and see this and go as far away as she can from it in the hall. So hold on, I have to like get my ruler out. So that was five and she has 25. So she would back up to this sconce here-ish and then she would hurl... Uh, another sacred flame. So deck saving throw of 13. 
Okay. Dex save. Eight. Sweet. It's going to take 13 radiant damage. Okay. As soon as it takes that damage, you see its two sort of side-by-side images suddenly snap together, and it's one solid form that's much easier to see and focus on. Sweet. Okay, so Falcus is like 80, 90, 100 feet away, but this monster is just outside the door. So it, it, movement in this is weird because it's being, it's, he's chasing him, and Omi came out while it was running past. Like, it's all... Okay, but this is all happening, air, like, click, click, yeah, click, click, click. Within the next fast. few seconds, exactly. Okay. Um, it would be Ari's turn next. So I think Ari would... She's going to use her 30 movement speed to come out and see what's going on. She's going to see it like the tail end of it going past, I guess. And she's going to try and do bite claw on it real quick. Okay. So let's do that. So for Worgen bite, does a dirty 20 hit? Yes. Let's do four piercing damage. Okay. And then Worgen claw does a 12 hit. No. Okay. Just misses. Minutes. Managed to get a bite off of it, but it's going too fast for me to do anything else. So that will be my turn. Okay. Uh, having two different characters run out and get much more of its attention than what Falkus got, because Falkus didn't actually damage the thing, it is going to turn on you, Ari, and start to attack in. But, like, you're ready for it to slash with your cl- with its claws or bite with its mouth. It doesn't do any of those things its tentacles on the back of it come whipping around to smack you. It does do two attacks. Uh, First one is going to be a nine, which I'm sure misses. And the other is going to be an 11. Which misses. Okay. So you start to dodge left and right as these tentacles come flying in. And then suddenly what you see is right after you dodge one of them, it starts to and then it looks like two of them go by and you go, wait, what was that? And now suddenly it looks like it's standing next to itself again. It's starting to shiver and shake and bat like it, it almost like there's almost like the real one. And there's an illusion one, or maybe it's like jumping back and forth. It's, it's very, it's suddenly difficult to focus on and difficult to see what's going on with it. But that is going to be the end of its turn. Joe, what would he do? Joe is going to come out and see it. And I think he's going to try and get the attention away from me. So he's going to come on the backside here, which what I figured out with his movement should be okay. I don't know how big the tiger is in relation to these. It takes up, it takes up most of the hallway, but you can get around it. Okay. And he's just going to do his good old spear attack. I don't think he would do it recklessly. I think he's just going to attack straight forward. Okay. The weird sideways dancing that this thing is doing, it is a disadvantage attack. Sweet, so 12. Uh, 12 just misses. He attacks in against the one he thinks it's it, but it's not. It was that one. And now he's like, oh, wait, well, if it's this one, I can't get it. Butch, what do you want to do? I'm going to run up and... I'm going to run up and try to kill it with my great axe. I I mean, (laughs) what do you think I'm going to do? He's he's like, what what kind of question is that? I'm going to cast a spell at it. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, yeah. So I'm gonna go and I will attack recklessly. Okay, it'll be a normal attack roll then. Right. Sixteen. A uh, sixteen hits. Thirteen slashing. 
Okay, again, as soon as it takes that damage, it's like suddenly snaps back into focus. It's one creature. You can see it easily and clearly. Your next attack, because you declared that you're attacking recklessly, you will be attacking with advantage on your next strike. Here we go. 22. 12 slashing. So the 22 does hit. Go ahead and roll it again just to see if the... Because it is at, it is at advantage. Oh, so you might right. get that crit. I might get that crit. I did get that crit! Nice. Alright, go ahead and roll that. Okay, so... Oh my god. And, uh, and I'm raging. Uh, the, the, the rage damage is included in this. So is that 12 plus 12 is 24? Yeah, you did 24 damage on that strike. 24 damage! Huge nice. Saving Falcus again! Massive hit. This thing is... It's not bloodied anymore. It is gushing. Like, it is who, almost down. Who stopped the the, uh, the fear on you? Or almost close to the fear on you? By by laying two arrows in there? Saving my butt. Give me a break. Saving your butt. You, you can't hear nothing because you are in you are four rooms away you are running for all you're worth man and you turn around and you realize this thing should have done like the kitty kitchen power slide across like around the corner already and it hasn't yet all right with that being the case i'm definitely turning around i can get back to about there and i am going to see what's going on in the hallway and let loose a couple arrows into the backside of this thing sure so first one here is a 24 hit. Yes. Thir- how, how, do you want, how do you want to do this? It had six hit points. <laughs> uh, I come Are peeking back around. Are you seriously going to come? We, we fought this whole thing. You ran away and you're just going to come and, and ha- haphazardly th- throw a bow at it and get the kill? Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Right, how are you going to do it? Tactically speaking, actually. This thing was going to join in combat with the other two cats on the second round and didn't do that because of the bomb and the running. I'm just saying, like, that would have been everybody in one room, battle royale, kitty fight. Could have been could have been tougher than it was, is what I'm saying. How do you want to do I, this? I could have done it. Thanks for having my back. I got yours now. Just launched the last arrow into its head and it just collapses. Super awesome job. It goes down. It breathes its last breath. You guys have a minute to come down from the from the trial of combat. And um, everything seems like it's quiet. You don't hear any more activity anywhere. What would you like to do? Well, uh, didn't see that coming, I suppose. But um, I do see one thing. There is a green light over there. Um, Ms. Omi, would you like to do the, d- d- have the honor? Don't mind if I do. She'll go and she'll grab it. She'll collect it. When I was back here with the spectral tiger, number one, sometimes I know things on the map are just like things on the map. Is this a trap door and would I have noticed it? No, like, actually something- that, uh, that's a box that doesn't exist. Never mind. When okay. I found <laughs> this map, there were elements on it that, made sense there were other elements on it that didn't and i don't know if you can tell there are breaks in the floor where i poorly photoshopped out a bunch of like floor elements Uh, i thought about whether or not i was going to do something with the chests and then 
eventually decided against it, but never actually made the change. So those don't even exist. So they don't even exist. I was just curious with that, but okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, now that Omi has the uh, flame, let's go directly back. No, I don't want to check out any more rooms. (laughs) I just want to put the flame on the thing. Okay. Um, I will say that as you walk around back toward, like if you're going to walk around the eastern side, uh, which is not the direction you came from, uh, you will see that the layout on this side is the same as the layout on the other side. It's essentially mirrored. Um, you do see that one of the rooms has had its door kicked out from presumably where the other one had the other the other skeleton had run out from. Can I play with this little scones here? Because if it's exact same layout, that tells me that I'm going to notice that this isn't this isn't right. Uh, yeah, it turns easily, and a uh, oh, a pathway opens. Uh, and I guess I didn't here. I have a map element that's in the way a little bit. How was in the box? Well, wait when a you minute. Open the box. What? How? Wh- wait. A, what did you see that I didn't see about the scotch? This is he said mirrored, which means that these two rooms were the same size, and this little pole here is an extra, extra space. Stop. This it. room is the same size, and this room's the same size. I'm clicking the wrong thing, so that means this little space doesn't make sense the secret room that was revealed when she turned the sconce is in the same place as the secret room on the opposite side of the temple the one that you guys were struggling to get into that didn't have anything useful inside it but there's a box in here there's a box in here I'd like to check to both these rooms as well I mean it's probably going to be the same same nothing but just open the doors peeking in having gone through all these rooms and, and taken a peek around I would like for Falcus, because I think you're the one who's been mostly exploring those. Go ahead and roll me an investigation check with disadvantage. Ari, you open the box and you discover a quiver with about a dozen arrows in it. And the arrows... Tingle? Yeah, like <laughs> the arrowheads... Like some, some of the arrowheads like glow red hot and then suddenly get icy cold. And then... Like, they, they sort of shift and change. So I want to go ahead and... You know what? No, I'm not going to. I was going to cast Identify, but I don't want to waste the spell slot. I'm going to yell for Falcus after he does whatever he's doing. The, the quiver that holds the arrows is sitting in the box on top of what you estimate is probably something to the effect of 450 gold pieces. Sweet. Nice. So I'm going to pull out the arrow quiver knowing it's going to focus, and then I'm going to take the 450, knowing that I'm going to split it with everyone, but and then I'll yell for focus. Uh, for focus's investigation on the rooms, a 13. Okay, on a 13, that's going to be investigating all of these empty bedrooms. Many of them had, like, boxes and crates and things where personal effects were just sort of strewn about. For the most part... Nothing interesting. However, in one room, you do come across a ring that has... It feels like the ring itself was magical, but the enchantment has either worn off or has, you know, been unpowered or or something along those lines. But you get the sense that this ring will hold an enchantment of some kind. The gem itself in the ring you get the sense that this actually does have potency to it, 
but that you're not it's it's hard like you can't get it to do anything like the, there's no effect you're not 100% sure what that means with enough investigation you might be able to figure it out down the road but like having picked it up and playing with it you're like alright there's something to this I'm not sure exactly is it pretty uh, with some polishing it would be then it's definitely perfalcus okay <laughs> uh, you also come across I need you to roll a d6 and a d8 for me Ooh. A two on the D6 and one on the D8. Uh, it is an Ace of Warlords. It is a Dark Moon card. Cool. Everyone can add 90 gold to their bag. I'm going to give Job and Omi gold too, since we all did this together. So 450 divided by five. I will do it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good Plus idea. Plus 90. Yep. Cool. Thank you. And then when Falcus finally comes to me, I give him the quiver and the glowy arrows. I'm like, ooh. Hey, hold out your hand. I got something for you then. I will hold out my hand. And I'll drop the ring in, in your hand. It's like, it's 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 something special. I just don't know what yet. I will put the ring on. Yeah, you, you get the same sense. This was okay. enchanted. <laughs> something about this could be useful. Got to figure it out yet. Sweet. Let's go put the last glowy green thing away. Keys assembled and the way opened, our heroes are ready to explore the deepest layer of this temple. With mutated panthers, blood death knights, and skeletal trolls behind them, they march toward their goal, running on empty. What lies at the bottom of the elevator? Will they have the strength to handle what lies beyond? And will they be able to get out of the city when they're done? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroic DND, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.